to try to cover your ass, basically. How we want to funk. Come on. I said, we want to funk. Gotta have it. Right? Because we need some warm and funk. Uh-huh. It's uh, 43. We need some warm and funk. This is the coolest it's been since the snow in February. <laughs> Ooh, melt his jubblies this morning, I tell you. Mm, baby. So a couple of things going on. we got to dive right in. It's Friday. It's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Pull water. Trey Ware here. That's Elaine. There's Chris. There's Don. And we got a mess on 35 at Walsham and Eisenhower. Guy ran into a back of a trailer this morning. He's dead. And uh, authorities are on the scene. Got 35 northbound shut down, which means all the traffic on 35 northbound is going to the access road. But that also is affecting, of course, southbound because they had to shut the whole thing down. So apparently southbound is too. And so it's a mess on 35. Walsham, Eisenhower, do something else. Do not come this way. Do not come near 35 and Walsham and Eisenhower. You have been warned. Go somewhere else. Okay, we got a lot of news, so I'm diving right in here. Biden's social spending, the Build Back BS, is going to be voted on today. They've got to get this voted on right away before they lose Democrats who are freaked out over Tuesday. No one knows how big the dollars are because they have refused to allow the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, to score this bill. Build Back BS, it's a slogan to reorder the U.S. economy. <clears throat> we all know that. So it's going to be, uh, it's been debated all night long. It's going to come uh, out later on today. Or so they tell us. Of course, they've done this before. But the communist revolutionaries jumped on the hood of Joe Manson's car last uh, night when he was leaving. He's the senator that's been opposed to this. And uh, they followed him all the way out to the house. He lives on a houseboat there. And they followed him all the way out to the houseboat. They've been harassing him. They are not protesters. They are communist revolutionaries who want this change to our economy, which is going to bring about communism in the United States. Um, one of the things that this thing has got in it, just as a little bit of a side note, but related to it, you're going to love this part. You're going to love this. Check this out. Four weeks. Now, Biden wanted 12. It's been whittled down to four. Four weeks of paid family leave for the unemployed. <laughs> i know it's early and you haven't had a, a good cup of coffee yet so let me say it again in the build back better bs i'm gonna say it one day. i'm gonna say it I'm, I'm, I'm warning you i'm warning you i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say the whole word four weeks paid family leave for the unemployed if you don't believe me now i don't know why you wouldn't because you know i do my research right I live this stuff, right? But if you don't, if you'd like to reference page 1065, that's right, page 1065, because the bill is going, they're working with 1,200 pages right now that they release. The bill itself will total over 3,500 pages when it's complete and ready to go. Four weeks of comprehensive paid family and medical leave, and the provision would create an entitlement to allow for Social Security funds, money that's supposed to go to 65 and over. Social Security funds to be drawn upon by individuals who can, get this, get this, self-attest to their eligibility for the funds even without being employed. In other words, all they have to do is say, I need the money. I need the money. And they get it for free. 
It includes 150 new cradle-to-grave entitlement programs, $550 billion for the Green New Deal, $1.5 trillion in new taxes. In 10 months, the Democrats have built a culture that disincentivizes work, ruins our economy, eliminates accountability, and creates billions in subsidies. 71% of Americans say we're on the wrong track. The House Ways and Means Committee says that this paid leave measure is a target for fraud. There's going to be fraud because you just have to say, hey, I need it. So you get four weeks of paid family leave time if you're unemployed. Somebody tell me how that works. <laughs> how does that make any sense? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The Democrats have blocked the CBO from scoring it, but Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania did, and they said Biden is lying. <laughs> you know when he does that whole, it's costing zero. It's not costing anything. It's free. Well, actually, Wharton School of Business says it's at least $3.98 trillion, and uh, we're going to incur $1.56 trillion in new taxes. But that's only on the wealthy. No. No. There'll be $1.56 trillion in new taxes on American workers and families, not just the wealthy. That means you, if you're over here on 35, stuck in the traffic. Okay, now, uh, you remember we were talking earlier in the week and last week about Joe Biden's thing, um, wants to give $450,000 to illegal immigrants who came to the country and were separated from their families. Remember that? <clears throat> okay. Um, the other day... When he got when he was in coming back from Glasgow, he was asked by the Deuce about that, and he said, "Well, we have the tape." But he said, "That's garbage. That's garbage. It's not going to happen." Oh, okay. Here, here's the exchange between the Deuce and the president on the 450 thou per person. There were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's garbage. You guys are making this up. You guys in the media quit putting that out because it's not true. It's garbage. You're, 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 you're making up garbage and you're putting garbage out. Stop it. It's not going to happen. What the president said two days ago. The ACLU president jumped in there. Executive Director Anthony Romero. Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. We respectfully remind President Biden that he called these actions criminal in a debate with then-President Trump and campaigned on remedying and rectifying the lawlessness of the Trump administration. So yesterday, White House Deputy Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre, because Red is out sick, so Jean-Pierre is the one who's speaking for the White House. She said yesterday, oh, no, 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 you misunderstood. The president is completely comfortable with giving four hundred and fifty grand to each illegal immigrant who came into the country and was separated. He's completely comfortable with that. He's good. He's on board. Julian Castro, 
Julian Kami Castro, Julian Kami Castro tweeted this. These aren't payments. They're legal settlements to families who were wronged by the U.S. government. That's what Kami Castro had to say. So these people broke our laws, and we get to pay them $450,000 each. It's more than a billion dollars, and you know that's going to grow. And all it's going to do, percentages of that are going to go to the ACLU. This is a payoff from Democrats to the ACLU, and a payoff from Democrats to all these other charities, quote-unquote charities, that are flouting and breaking our laws by sneaking these people into the country against our laws they didn't come here legally they are illegal aliens breaking our laws and you get to pay them four hundred and fifty thousand dollars each you get to pay people paid time off who aren't even employed you getting up every day at this time going out and staring at red brake lights so your government can do things like that. You all right with that? Somebody tell me if you're all right with that. Call me up. 210-599-5555. Maybe Bill will call back. Tell me how all right he is with it. Because, you know, I'm lying. <laughs> Julian Kami Castro didn't really tweet that. 210-599-5555. The president didn't really say yesterday that he's okay with it, that he's comfortable with it. Let's do it. Let's roll forward. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's really not in his Build Back Better BS on page one zero six five that they're going to give paid time off to people who aren't even working. That's not true, is it? Not happening. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Traffic and AccuWeather. Twitter and online at ktsa.com. Our vision for immigration is rooted in ideas uh, that work like addressing root causes, expanding uh -huh. refugee processing, uh -huh. investing in the asylum process, right. creating a fair and orderly pathway. Yeah. Uh, the previous administration separated families and wasted tax dollars uh -huh. and on an ineffective wall. Oh, I see. So we're opening up the borders. Gotcha. Funky Friday, 522-210-599-5555. You can call me up. Are you good now that the president has given his stamp of approval of paying illegal aliens who broke our laws to come across the border, paying them $450,000 each? Julian Kami Castro said, these aren't payments. This is a settlement, man. We ruined their lives, man. What do you think? 210-599-5555. Chris's favorite show in the world right now is Squid Game, right? Did you watch it last night? Was it cool? All right, so I did some reading on the guy. Who, who created Squid Game. You're talking about American success story in South Korea. His name is Wang Dong Yuk. And he wrote the show in 2009. And he shopped it around for 10 years. And it was rejected for 10 years. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. He got, Wang Dong got to the point where he had to sell his $675 laptop that he wrote it on to eat. Because you can't eat a laptop. You ever tried? No, I haven't. It doesn't go down so well. kind of sits there. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. If you can get it in, it's not coming out. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'll need to reboot, reboot something else. You will. Uh-huh. You can't just keep hitting enter, enter, enter. Uh-uh, enter. no. <laughs> no Control-Alt-Delete oh, is not going to work in just, this instance. You here. just said yeah. it. I was just about to say it. Today, it's number one in 90 countries. Most watched show in Netflix history, and Wang Dong is a happy man. I bet he is. Yeah. Jim. I would be, too. So uh, the premise of the show, it, and, and I'm not really sure I've not watched it yet, but from what I gather, and Chris, you can, you can straighten me out on this, I'm sure, is that you've got people taking part in all these unusual challenges in which there's a r- serious risk of injury. Well, it's not so much that they're unusual. They're children's games. Children's they're games. children's games. That they okay. bring to life. Okay. You got it? Right. Like, uh, what, what, what would be one of them? Stop, go. What's that stop, go? Uh, green light, red light. Green light, red light. Okay. Remember when we used to play that when we were kids? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have they done battle ball yet? No. That was my and ladders. Have they done? Shoots and ladders. <laughs> Candyland. Yeah, right. Well, in the second game, one of the guys rides down the slide, but that's pretty right. Did you guys play battle ball? Dodgeball? Dodgeball, dodgeball yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay, dodgeball, battle ball, whatever. We called it battle ball. They'll play rough down here in Texas. Oh, man. Oh, it was. Holy hell. Oh, it was awesome. I was great at that. Well, because with y'all, someone was only out if they drew blood. Well, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Well, no, because, you know, growing up on the northeast side, you know, you pulled out a 44. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I got you now, you know, that kind of thing. Tim Gill and I were awesome. We were great for best friends, right? And I hated it when they when the coaches wanted to see more blood because we usually were on the same team and we were great. His uncle played on the Philadelphia Eagles at that time. Oh, right. And so he was uh, an awesome athlete himself. And so was I. And so they would put us on the same team. And then if they really wanted to have some entertainment, they would put us on opposite teams. And it always came down to him and me. And what it came down to, eventually what they did was they just started putting more balls in the game because they couldn't get us out. Right? Yep. So pretty soon, instead of dodging one ball, now you're dodging half a dozen. And balls, <laughs> balls are just flying everywhere, man. Yeah. It's good. You know, I loved it. And there's that distinctive ring from that big, giant red rubber ball. Oh, man. You know, I can still hear it in my head. Yes, the, sir. The noise it would make when it would hit you. Sure. It was like this high-pitched ringing noise. Oh, yeah. Well, and it left that a nice red well. inside the yeah. ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, we played in the gym at East Terrell Hills, which is right around the corner here. Yeah. And that gym was nothing but steel. There, there was in girders. There was no, like, insulation in there. It was concrete yeah. and steel. That was all. You know, right, he froze yeah. to death in the winter and burned up in the summer. And we would throw that ball for hours. I mean, it was the entire lunch period that they that we played. PE and lunch were together, and it was great. Loved it. So you called it battle ball. Yeah. Well, you know, dodgeball was fine. I, I think they called it dodgeball originally, and then we started calling it battle ball. Oh, you, you took know. it to a whole new level. Yeah, we right. did. We took it seriously. This was not. <laughs> That's the noise right there. That is it. Yeah. Can you do that again? That's yeah, it. Yeah. You hear that? And a red well. Yep. Ah, man. Right outside the face. Well, you weren't supposed to aim for the face, but... Yeah, there's always some jackass that does, though. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Jackass name is Trey Ware. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yeah, see, I knew. That's the fastest way to get you out. Right? You know? Yeah, well, you wanted to make somebody cry, probably. Well, uh, no, but it worked. It did happen. There was an occasion every once in a while. They usually don't deny that they were hit if they were hit in the face. Yeah, you couldn't say no. Right. Yeah. It's exactly right. It was pretty much there it was. You were hit. Did you have that one guy? I know for us, this one guy, his name was Stan. Yeah. And nobody dared to throw the ball and hit him because he'd kick your ass outside after, the, uh, after school that day. Yeah. You know, he would point at you. 
You know, <laughs> you'd get the ball and you'd be, yeah, you'd be aiming at Stan, and he would just point at you. He'd go, "You're mine." Yeah, he'd right. give you the Hulk Hogan finger. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, I'm not hitting Stan. With we the didn't ball really today. have a, a guy like that. We had a girl like that. <laughs> I think we and had a couple she of those. would too, man. <laughs> she whip your butt in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so okay, they had a big arrest in the. And hill. then I married her. So you know. yeah, there you go. That's what you do. That, that's the one you date. Yeah, exactly right. So we had a big arrest yesterday in the Hillary Clinton thing, and I'm going to break it down. Well, it, what, what I mean is the Russian collusion thing, but why they just don't interview her and and put out an arrest warrant for her because she was behind all this. I'll never know. Uh, I, I'm just hoping this guy. That they brought in yesterday, this uh, Igor Denchenko, that he doesn't commit Arkansas. I hope they're watching him, because guys like this, because it's getting warm. You know, you know what they do. You know how they get to drug dealers, right? Is they get to a dealer and a low level, a low level. But what, they're not after them. They're after Honcho, and uh, yeah. So uh, that's what they're doing. That's what Durham is doing. And this guy, this Igor Danchenko, was brought in yesterday, and I'm going to get into the story in the next half hour. But I hope they have all kinds of people watching him because this is a prime, could be a prime. <sighs> Arkansas a big deal, man. I hope the camera's working. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. What's his name, Epstein? Yeah, you got it. Yo's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. $450,000 per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. The greatest example we have this week that he's not running this administration. The administration agreed to that. He knew nothing about it. They admitted yesterday he's perfectly comfortable with it now. But he told the deuce two days ago, it's not going to happen. It's garbage. You're, put, you're putting out more garbage, deuce. You're lying, deuce. And sure enough, it is true, and they are going to give illegal aliens who broke our country's laws $450,000 each. The president is perfectly comfortable with it. Are you? Let's go, Brandon. Okay. Good morning. Stay away from I-35 and Walsham this morning. I-35 and Walsham. Stay away. Traffic is horrible. Big crash over there. Special counsel John Durham's indictment of Igor Danchenko, the principal source of the bogus steel dossier used by the FBI as a basis for the Trump-Russia investigation, further illustrates that Durham has his sights set on the Hillary Clinton campaign. Why don't they just go get her, put her in cuffs? She did this. I hope this guy does not commit Arkansas. Danchenko has been charged with five counts of lying to the FBI. The allegations compiled in the so-called Steele dossier that the FBI relied on in obtaining the surveillance warrants from a secret federal court, the FISA court, was never supposed to be used against American citizens, but Clinton did in order to try to bring down Donald Trump. Listen closely. The dossier generated by the Clinton campaign, the principal author, was Christopher Steele. Steele's main source was Danchenko, a Russian native. Based in the United States, he worked at the Brookings Institute. The Brookings Institute is a Washington think tank, far left institute. Strobe Talbot, college friend of Bill Clinton, worked on the Clinton State Department. At Brookings, Danchenko worked with Fiona Hill, later a member of Trump's National Security Council and a key witness in the first Trump impeachment. 
It was through Hill that Danchenko became acquainted with Steele. He ran a London-based intelligence firm. Danchenko lied about two major points. First, he lied. He manufactured and fabricated the claim that the president of the Russian-American Chamber of Commerce informed him that during the 2016 campaign, Trump was involved in well-developed conspiracy cooperation with Vladimir Putin. Danchenko then concealed one of his sources. The information he provided Steele was a longtime Democratic Party operative close to the Clintons. The source was revealed to be Chuck Dolan. What took the Bureau so long? Well, they were headed up by James Comey, who was an anti-Trumper, who was lying and using false information to get the FISA court to okay or surveillance on Donald Trump's campaign. It appears that Durham is now theorizing that the Trump-Rush collusion narrative was a political attack made up by Hillary Clinton, relying on Danchenko. Steele compiled the reports for Glenn Simpson, co-founder of Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS retained by Perkins Coie, Clinton campaign law firm. In September, Durham indicted former Perkins Coie Michael Sussman for making false statements to the FBI. Now, here's what we know. The Hillary Clinton campaign hired a bunch of shady operatives to put together a collection of lies and innuendo about Donald Trump and shop it to the FBI. The ultimate political dirty trick. One that was aided and abetted by the media in this country for four years. The Clinton officials were feeding their Russian stooge information, disinformation. But this information gets laundered through British uh, spy Christopher Steele, and the FBI uses it as the basis for wiretapping the future president's campaign team. Do you see what that was going on here? Let me just make this real clear. Hillary Clinton's people were talking to this Russian spy. They were laundering disinformation through him to Christopher Steele for the dossier, which then James Comey took to the FISA court. James Comey knew that information was a lie. He knew it was disinformation. He took it to the FISA court, the FBI did, signed off on it, took it to the FISA court so they could surveil what was going on inside the Trump campaign. You thought Watergate was bad. Every one of these people should go to prison, including Hillary Clinton. Watergate was a pimple on their butt compared to what these guys did. Watergate was nothing compared to what these guys did under the direction of Hillary Clinton. The active connivance of Obama intelligence officials such as James Clapper and John Brennan. They knew the dossier was utter bullcrap. They treated it as credible to feed the flames in the media and to get it in front of the FISA court. To be clear, the FBI never found the least confirmation of any of it to be true. The P dossier, none of it was true. We already know a great deal about the man who was hired by the disgraced steel to, to smear Donald Trump. This Danchenko guy from yesterday, <clears throat> he was not some mysterious Russian agent that was working in, in a Kremlin. He was a Ukrainian-born resident of the United States who worked as a senior research analyst for the Brookings. It was Clinton and her Confederates who invented the Russian hoax to frame her opponent with the most noxious offense in America, treason. Treason. And now we know declassified documents show the CIA knew that Clinton had personally approved the devious operation. John Brennan and James Comey, 
The director of the CIA and the FBI at the time kept the truth hidden from Congress and the American people, allowing this lie to gain traction and momentum in the media. And the FBI exploited it as a pretext to investigate Donald Trump. But they knew that it was all false. They knew that it was made up before they ever began the investigation. They began the investigation anyway. Why? Because they wanted it in the media that Donald Trump was committing treason by colluding with the enemy to overthrow an election. And they knew it was a lie. Nanchenko admitted to the FBI that Steele paid him to dig up dirt on Trump. He told Steele, this is not real stuff. This is BS. I'm feeding you. Steele didn't care. None of them cared. They were being paid handsomely by Hillary to make up crap. Now we all know that. The, the memos are out. All this stuff is out. And Durham is, is hot on these people. What he's doing is he's building his case. Just like we said, they don't, the, the, the cops who bust the guy who sold you the joint, they don't care about that guy. They bust him in order to go up the chain and get higher and higher and higher and higher. <clears throat> now, I, I doubt very seriously this is ever going to fall back on Hillary where it should fall, fall back on because there's all kinds of firewalls. Plus, she lives in that rarefied air that I call the ruling uh, class, the ruling elite in this country. They don't ever have anything go wrong for them. But watch this guy. Make sure he doesn't commit Arkansas. That, that happens quite a bit. Make sure, the, as Chris said, make sure the cameras are working. Make sure they don't get turned off in the middle of the night. We know that happens, don't we? And the guy wakes up dead, so uh, got to be careful of that one. This was the dirtiest thing. This Watergate was nothing. Watergate was child's play compared to what these folks did. You talk about committing treason. You talk about trying to overthrow an election. They were trying to overthrow the election by using false information, going to the FISA court and spying on the opponent's campaign. Isn't that exactly what Richard Nixon and his crew supposedly did with the Watergate break-in, was supposedly spy on the Democrats? And then what got him was the 18 minutes of tape that he didn't release, right? Well, now we've got all kinds of stuff, and all these the, the Brennans and the Clappers and the uh, all these anti-Trump people, Comey's and everything—they're all involved in covering all this stuff up and not releasing any information and hiding what they knew was a lie from a guy who created the lie that goes back to Hillary Clinton and her campaign creating the lie in order to try to get rid of Donald Trump. You think about that. Every last one of them should be rotting in prison for what they attempted to do to our political system in America. They tr- you talk about stealing an election. <laughs> Remember last year, 2020, and the Biden fraud that we're all living with right now? Well, they had tried it in 2016. There was a whole bunch of them in on it. And now it's all coming to light. So it's absolutely horrible what was done. And uh, like I said, every one of them should be arrested and and put in prison. Uh, A bunch of them won't be because, you know, well, we don't do that to the kings and queens of our country. They're allowed to break our laws. the, The only people that can't break the laws are those of us who make the country work. But if you sneak in, if 
if you break our immigration laws, you come here. The president of the United States wants to give you $450,000 for breaking the law to come in here. Or if you're in the ruling class, you can break the law, steal elections, uh, overthrow elections, overturn elections. You can do all that, and nothing happens to you. The rest of us here, this is why I say, let's go Biden, or let's go uh, Brandon. doesn't have anything to do with Republican and Democrat. It's us versus them. It's the people who make this country work versus that ruling class, folks. Do you see what they're doing to us? They're doing it to all of us. They don't care what your political affiliation is. You are a dumb, moronic rube to be controlled. Your elections are to be controlled. Your borders to be left wide open so people can come in here and take your job away from you. We're to shut your business down. We're to put medicine in your arm that you don't want. And they're not asking whether you're Republican or Democrat. They're doing it to everybody in this country. And they get away with it. And they're going to try to get away with this one. The KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Your persistent denials, though, are not simply a stain on your reputation. Oh, man. But are a clear and present danger to the country and to the world. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that after the top of the hour. And now what we know about the Wuhan Fluhan and how Anthony Fauci's all up in that and how your tax dollars millions of your tax dollars are all up in that and chris you're gonna love because i know that you believe as i do this was created and uh you're gonna love what we're finding out through emails and information that's coming out from Rand paul how it was created by your taxpayer dollars and what all uh, went on there so that's all uh, coming up as well I-, I love the fact that in in new jersey There's a Democrat by the name of Steve Sweeney who has been in Democrat politics up there forever, you know, tied in with unions. You know, the bosses and all that. And, uh, you know, he figured he was going to be a shoe-in to win re-election up in New Jersey. And Tuesday, this truck driver beat him. Now, we didn't know that until yesterday because they had to have the recounts, you know, and they had to look in the trunk to see if there's any more ballots back there, any bodies buried anywhere. They had to do all that. No, this guy, uh, this truck driver, literally, literally spent 153 bucks on his campaign. His name is Edward Durr, Durr, D-U-R-R, a furniture company truck driver. Spent $153 on his campaign. He bought some Dunkin' Donuts for his uh, campaign staffers. And they got out and walked around and beat on doors and said, hey, I hope you'll vote for me. And they did. <clears throat> now, the Democrats can say what they want. We know they're scared spitless, and today they're going to try to pass uh, the Build Back Better BS, the Build Back BS, because they know that the rats are going to jump the ship, and they're trying to get this done before the rats jump the ship. They also know that if things continue, let's go, Brandon, if things continue, then we're going to end up with a huge red wave next year, and they won't be in power. By the way, speaking of let's go, Brandon, you remember uh, AOC's dress tax the rich? Remember that? Well, Representative Lauren Boebert, she's a Colorado Republican. <laughs> she wore a dress to a, a gala after Tuesday night. Beautiful dress. It's red with white letters on it, so it's reverse of what AOC's was. And instead of saying tax the rich, it says, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) She said it's a movement. 
I say it's a moot, but I got a video up on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, talking about that. Wuhan flu and what happened with that and how it all got started and the fact that you paid for it. Coming right up, Treyware, KTSA. Where is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late-breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071. If it saves taxpayer dollars and puts uh, the disastrous history of the previous administration's use of zero tolerance and family separation behind us, the president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. How we So two days ago, the president said that the report was garbage. He told the deuce it was garbage. Quit making stuff up. Now the president says, I'm totally comfortable with giving each of them $450,000. A million per couple. What the hell does this guy think? Is it his money? Well, first of all, it's the clearest example we've had this week. Every day we get clear, clear examples that he's not running this show, right? He, he didn't even know. He had no idea. And his bosses, and there are many of them, from China to the ACLU to Planned Parenthood, everything in between, the ACLU bosses call him up and say, hey, big boy, get right. Get your S word together. And that's what he did. So, he, oh, no, I'm totally good with that. Let's go ahead and give them $450,000 each for breaking into our country. Julian Kami Castro said, well, that's not a payment. It's a settlement, man. We owe it to him. Of course, Kami Castro would feel that way. All right, so here's what we know about the Wuhan flu. A letter from Lawrence Tabak, the National Institutes of Health Principal Deputy Director, writing to Representative James Comer of Kentucky, confirms the National Institutes of Health funded research at the Wuhan Institutes of Virology during 2018 and 2019. Chris, you're going to love this. That manipulated a bat coronavirus called WIV-1. Researchers at the Institute grafted spike proteins from other coronaviruses onto WIV-1 to see if the modified virus was capable of binding in a mouse that possessed the ACE2 receptors found in humans. And guess what? It sure did. That's the same receptor to which SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 binds. The modified virus reproduced more rapidly, got out of control, and made infected humanized mice sicker than the unmodified virus. Starting in 2014, the NIH, National Institutes of Allergy and Infection Diseases, headed by, headed by Anthony Fauci, funded the research through the Echo Health Alliance. What we call this is a firewall. You fund it through the Echo Health Alliance under a grant called Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence. Four million, four million of your money, your taxpayer dollars, went to the Wuhan lube. The principal investigator was Echo Health Alliance P President Peter Daszak, 
who from the onset of the pandemic has been saying in public and behind the scenes that it did not come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but it evolved naturally from animal to human transmission. Now we're finding out they were writing to each other behind the scenes that it they were manipulating this. They were taking it out of bats and they were putting it in mice. Now why would you be doing that? That's called gain of function. You take it out of a bat because it, it, a bat can't transmit it to a human. A bat can only transmit it to another like receptor. you got to see, you got to purposefully make that jump. It doesn't make the jump automatically. Somebody had to manipulate it and get it out of bats and into humans. So what they were doing at the Wuhan lab was they were taking it out of bats and they were putting it into mice because mice have the same protein receptors uh, receptors as, as we do, as humans. That's why we use mice in so much human research. The whole point of manipulating the virus was to investigate things that could make it more virulent. Make it more dangerous. It's similar to earlier WIV research, funded in part by your taxpayer dollars at the NIH, that modified viruses relating to SARS to see if they could infect human cells. Let's see if they'll infect the human cells. They're all a bunch of Dr. Evils, man. They're all a bunch of Dr. Evils. Rand Paul pressed Fauci to admit that they constituted gain-of-function research, prompting Fauci to say, you're lying. Remember that a couple of months ago? You're lying. And he said it under oath. We've never funded it. Why was he able to say that? For the same reason Planned Parenthood says we never use taxpayer dollars to kill a child, you know, the whole baby abortion thing. We never use taxpayer dollars for that. Well, no. What they do is they get money for other services and they take the money that they would have spent on the other services, they spend it on abortion. Rand Paul made it clear he didn't expect Fauci, this was yesterday, to admit that he proved gain-of-function research in Wuhan. But he also told Fauci to his face yesterday, a majority of Americans don't believe you. That after they had their encounter, and I don't know, Chris, if you still have that snippet, after they, after they had their encounter a couple of months ago, Yesterday's encounter, Rand Paul called him on the carpet and said, you changed the definition of gain of function on the website. You took it down and, you, and then you changed it in order to cover your ass because you knew you had lied under oath. You knew you had funded this with $4 million of taxpayer money. You knew what was going on at the Wuhan lab where they were taking it out of bats and putting it into mice to make it more virulent and to make it to where it would infect human beings. And Fauci and all of the rest of them. And now what we're finding out, that these people at these, um, uh, the, the, the various companies that are injecting a supposed vaccine into people's arms are $65 billion profit at Pfizer. $65 billion. This is, the COVID vaccine is set to become the most profitable medicine that has ever been introduced in the world. Now, you add two and two. You can do that. And I know that when you add two and two, you're going to come up with four, not 17, like some lefty whack job. Rand Paul saying to Anthony Fauci yesterday, you can deny it all you want. But even the Chinese authors of the paper in their paper admit that the viruses not found in nature were created and, yes, gain of function infectivity. 
They gained infectivity. Can you play that? That's what you've done. You've changed the website to try to have a new definition that doesn't include the risky research that's going on. Until you admit that it's risky, we're not going to get anywhere. You have to admit that this research was risky. The NIH has now rebuked them. Your own agency has rebuked them. But the thing is, is you're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function when they say they became sicker. They gained in lethality. It's a new virus. That's not gain of function. According to the definition that is currently <laughs> operable, you know, Senator, let's one. make it clear for the people who are listening. The current definition was done over a two to three year period by outside bodies, including the NSABB, two conferences by the National Academy of Science, Engineering and Medicine on December 2014, March 2016. We commissioned external risk-benefit assessment, and then on January of 2017, the Office of Science and Technology Policy of the White House issued the current policy. And coincidentally, I, I have coincidentally not the definition any appeared definition. on the same day the NIH said that yes, there was a gain of function in Wuhan, the same day the definition appeared, the new definition, to try to define away what's going on in Wuhan. Until you accept it, until you expect accept responsibility, we're not going to get anywhere right. close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit well, that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Absolutely, absolutely, and be investigated for all of this. Now, where does that leave us today? Well, it leaves us with this thing being created. That's where it leaves us. Now, they're not going to admit it, but that's where, I mean, if, if you just read the evidence, you're going to see that that's where it leads. Now, whether they created it to do what it did or, whoops, we created it and we screwed up and it got out. I'll leave that up to your judgment at the moment. But let me tell you what's going on. Biden issued his mandate yesterday for January 4th. Isn't it interesting? Let's get through the holidays. Because everybody is saying this is going to destroy careers and lives of people. But let me tell you what else you didn't hear yesterday, okay? What you didn't hear yesterday was the Biden administration put something on the website that said the agency now, OSHA, is now seeking comment to help the agency determine if smaller employers with fewer than 100 employees can implement a coronavirus vaccine mandate. What have I always said about mandates? Mandates never end where they begin. If you thought that they just wanted to put medicine in the arms of people in businesses of 100 and more and that COVID-19 was the only medicine that they wanted to force into people's arms, you're drinking. Sober up and let's have a discussion. What they do, authoritarians study history. Authoritarians, whether they're Hitler or whether they're Caesar in Rome, authoritarians force you to do things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. You might be Lenin, you might be talking Lenin, you might be talking Mao, you might be talking Hitler. But what authoritarians do is they force you to do things that you wouldn't do on your own. Well, Trey, they were they're only trying to protect us from COVID. No. Now they're talking about expanding it to businesses of less than 100 people. And now that they have successfully said that you're going to have to put this in your arm, even though you may not want to put it in your and even though the infection rate is way down and even the death rate is, you know, less than half a percent, they're still forcing it on people because the point is not stopping COVID. That's not the point. The point is 
authoritarianism controlling you. That's why there's something else coming. It's not going to stop at the COVID vaccine, folks. If you're thinking that, again, you're drinking, sober up. They're going to they're have something else. And this is before they're done. Before they're done. This is going to be a nationwide mandate, not just for employers that employ businesses or employees of 100 and more. This is going to be everyone must do this. They're starting at five-year-olds right now, and I've got the facts and figures on how five-year-olds are not affected by this, how children are not affected by it. So now we've got the, uh, you know, all the trouble we're having with getting stuff to the shelves? That's largely because the Biden administration has been attacking the trucking industry. And now you've got the American Trucking Association, the Truckload Carriers Association, and other industry groups writing an open letter to President Biden saying, please do not, do not force this mandate on us. We are concerned a mandate will cripple an already strained supply chain, says the trucking industry. We estimate, listen, we estimate companies covered by the mandate will lose 37% of drivers at a time of the nation already short 80,000 truck drivers. So we're we're already short 80,000 truck drivers, and now the mandate, you got 37% more that are going to quit driving trucks nothing happens until somebody drives a truck in this country that stuff doesn't grow on those shelves down at the walmart somebody got to bring it to the walmart baby and that's in a truck and i want to point out the most absurd thing about the mandates well there's a lot of absurd things like that congress is congress doesn't have to do it congress is 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 allowed to to forego the mandate they don't have to do it But the most absurd thing about making truckers take the COVID shot? How many people in a truck at night driving that truck up and down the highway? (laughs) One. (laughs) One. They are in those trucks, and I know a lot of them. They're in those trucks all by themselves driving up and down the highway and yet 37 percent of them are going to evaporate as of january 4th and and go away and we're already short eighty thousand. so good luck finding anything on any shelf in america it's joe biden's attack on america all right let's be perfectly clear he's attacking well this administration is attacking America at every front. All right, 210-599-5555. Take a quick break. Come right back. Well, everybody's headed out to the deer lease. It's deer time. Let's go get them. Tomorrow's the opening day. I hope you're ready. This is opening weekend. I hope you get everything that you're hoping to get, and I hope you go to Primo Processing tomorrow. Primo Processing is on Highway 90 over in Hondo, and they're the best processing plant anywhere. When you get your deer, Head on over to Primo Processing. Those guys will process it the way you want it done. They'll they'll smoke the sausage the way you want it smoked. They'll season all the meat the way you want it seasoned. They enter Evan One on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. I believe most card-carrying viral phylogenists and molecular virologists would disagree with you that it is much more likely, even though we leave open all possibilities, 
it's much more likely that this was a natural occurrence. <sighs> God. Ah, funky Friday. <clears throat> yeah. Funky Friday. 626, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Chris, you going hunting this weekend? Don, you going hunting this weekend? Oh, Don, you... You're doing the hunting for what? I was going to say, I will Deer. in some respect because yeah. I'm going to the store yeah, in these days. <laughs> hunt for some good bargains. Fellas, well. come on now. What's the fun in that? You got to get out there and shoot it. Come on now. There ain't no fun going over here to HGBs. Well, then what am I going to do with it then? You're going to take it to Primo and they're going to cut it up for you. You're going to put it in the freezer and feed it to your lovely wife. That's what you're going to do. The last time I shot a brisket at HEB, they looked at me like, yeah, I just go and wrestle them to the ground with my bare hands right there at the HEB. Let's shoot the ribs in aisle right. 17. I don't recommend that, by the way. No, it's a bad idea. Really? Re- wrestle the lady making sushi or something? <laughs> the sushi lady. He wants to wrestle the sushi lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be fun. Oh, man. That's Saturday nights, okay? Right. Uh, Steve, go ahead. You're on. <sighs> Trey, with these mandates... These mandates we know are about really what they are about is control and power and forced compliance. Right. But more than that, more than that, I believe these mandates are about conditioning. Yep. So ever since my children were small and now my grandchildren, I teach them if there's ever a disaster, if there's ever something going on and the government is telling you, come here, come here. Come here, we've got your back, like they did uh, uh, with, with Katrina and the Superdome. We've got, we've got you here. Come here, come here. And then all those people went there, and there was no food, there was no water, no medical attention. I've told them since they were children. I'm telling my grandchildren now, and soon my great grandchildren, do not go. Be, you find your own way. You survive your own way. You do not go in the fenced-in areas. Don't be one of the people that is gets conditioned. So that when they pull up and say, come on in, uh, get just jump in these boxcars, we'll take care of you. Don't be one of those those foolish, baby-killing Democrat followers that just jump willy-nilly into those boxcars. Steve, uh, let me uh, thank you for the call. Have a good weekend. Let me give you a little info, and I've only got a second here to do so. CDC, Fiona Havers is a member of the agency's COVID-19 response team. She puts out information about a 12-month period of following children, right? Five to 11-year-olds who have died associated with COVID-19. 66 children. So this, this speaks to your, to your whole thing about conditioning. They're starting with five-year-olds now. Children in that age bracket are 300% more likely to be murdered, 207 deaths, 30% more likely to die of flu and pneumonia, 84 deaths, than die of COVID-19. And of those 66 children that the CDC represents as a COVID-19-associated death in a child 5 to 11, every one of them died with COVID, not from COVID. Every one of them had a comorbidity such as obesity, chronic metabolic uh, uh, disease, feeding tube dependence, cardiovascular disease, neurologic disorders, chronic lung disease, blood disorders. 
immunosuppressed conditions and other conditions. Thus, most, if not all, of the children 5 to 11 who died while being COVID positive suffered from serious life-threatening comorbidities. And this is according to the CDC themselves, probably would have died anyway. And yet, and yet, 5 to 11-year-olds are now being mandated to get the COVID vaccine. There's only one reason for that. Yes, it is control. But, Steve, you nailed it. It is conditioning. You get them early. You condition them early, and they will do as you say. Wise guys. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Stay connected. We're suffering today from one that has a mortality of approximately 1%. Mm-hmm. They're experimenting with viruses that have mortalities of between 15 and 50%. Jeez. Okay, so that was one of the things that Rand Paul brought up yesterday. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So there were emails that are going around, you know, and letters that are going around from the National Institute of Virology and all that stuff. They spent $4 million figuring out how you could take COVID or, or COVID-2 out of a... Um, out of a bat and put it in a mouse and the reason they want to do that is see if they could make it jump from bats to humans okay now we know that that actually happened and now we know that when he called anthony fauci's hand on on gain of function they went back to the website and they changed the name of it and redefined gain of function but here's what blows your mind from what Rand paul said yesterday Right now, as we sit here, the the bat thing was, you know, it was like a 1% in how virulent it was, like a 1%. They're working on 15 to 30%. He said yesterday what they're working on right now could wipe out the entire population of the earth if it got out. Yeah, but we didn't do anything wrong, said Fauci. Adam, go right ahead, man. You're on Happy Friday. Uh, happy Friday, Trey. You know, uh, uh, not just Ron, Ron Paul, but they really need a, a Congress. Republicans need to put perjury charges on uh, Dr. Mr. Uh, Big Shot Fauci. You know, I knew he was lying. And, Trey, uh, instead of treating this uh, criminal like a hero or something, when you donate to a lab and you say, oh, well, I'm, uh, I paid for this, I didn't pay for this. When you donate to the lab, everything going on there is uh, part of uh, your donation. You know, and uh, Trey, I just want to say, as you know, I'm shocked the media would decree, you know, keep treating them like a hero, just like with the Virginia elections. They already knew what they were going to do, Trey. Same old song and dance. Uh, they were going to cry racism, you know. And I just, uh, I just, if they keep on ignoring the people and just trying to push a, a communist government, they're going to keep on losing elections. And I really hope they do. Thank you, Adam. Let's go, uh, Brandon. So, did they learn anything on Tuesday? In Fairfax County, Virginia, apparently not. They have a survey that's going out to students as young as 12 about their sexual activity, their transgender identity, and whether their parents bully them. This is the schools. What does that have to do with school? What does that have to do with A, B, C, D? What does that have to do with 1 plus 1? What does that have to do with school? The Fairfax County Youth Survey that's going to children in schools elementary and middle schools, asking questions about risky behavior, mental health, physical health, and safety. 
Behaviors related to alcohol, illegal drugs, or misuse of prescription drugs are also in this survey. Additional questions about depression and student stress and bullying and harassment and questions about personal health. And for students in these grades, sexual behavior will be included in the survey. Here's some questions. Ready? How old were you when you had sexual intercourse the first time? These are kids in middle school and being asked these questions. Again, at school, where they're supposed to learn ABC, composing a sentence, where, where a comma goes, they can't do that. Here's another question. During your life, with how many people have you had sexual intercourse? During the past three months, with how many people have you had sexual intercourse? Did you drink alcohol or use drugs before you had sexual intercourse the last time? By the way, I don't need to point this out to you, but I will, because it's early on a Friday morning, you're trying to drive. This is assuming they've had sexual intercourse, aren't these questions? They didn't say, have you ever had sexual intercourse? All, of these, are, all these questions assume that they already have. The last time you had sexual intercourse, did you or your partner use a condom? What one method did you or your partner use to prevent pregnancy? Birth control pills, an IUD, condoms, implant, a shot, patch, birth control ring, withdrawal, no method. It's questions they're asking kids in school in an official survey. Please provide the number of sexual partners you have had. Each question does not allow them to say. There's no, there's no zero choice there. It starts at one. Then it gets more interesting. How many times in the past year has a parent or adult in your household bullied, taunted, ridiculed, or teased you? Again, zero is not a choice. Um, I would like to tell you that that is only in the Fairfax School District in Virginia, but it is not. So what what I would recommend to you, if you have a child of school age, is to be all over your child's school in every way that you can be and make sure this kind of crap hole is not going on in, in him or her school. Look at it. Check it. Make sure you follow up. Make sure you know what's going on. Newsmaker Hotline. So when EcoHealth Alliance took the virus, SHC-014, and combined it with WIV-1 and caused a recombinant virus that doesn't exist in nature, and it made mice sicker, mice that had humanized cells, you're saying that that's not gain-of-function research. Boom, shakalaka, get them, Rand Paul. All right, 6.52 now at KTSA. That's what we're doing this morning, a little funky Friday. There we go. That's the Gap Band. Right over there is Chris, and right over there is Elaine, and right over there is Don. So, guys, I'm watching Tucker Carlson on Tuesday night for all the election return stuff, right? Well, I, I, I watched everything all night. And it was one of those deals where I got – I kept telling myself, you got to go to sleep because you got to get up here in a couple hours, you know. And I remember I said I stayed up all night Tuesday right. night didn't sleep. Right. And I just kept watching and watching and watching. Well, when Tucker came on, it's 7 o'clock our time, right? His hair was wet. 
And they did something with the show that they don't normally do. They packed the show full of these guests where all he had to do was do a handoff. In other words, a lot of his show, if you guys don't watch it, a lot of his show, he'll either do some sort of monologue, like commentary thing that could go on for 20 minutes sometimes. Or while he's interviewing somebody, it's more of a conversation instead of just handing it off. Well, here's Don with the information about this. Well, here's Chris with the information. And here's Elaine with the latest report on that, which is what they had him doing, like a news show where he was just introducing people. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking Tuesday night, well, this sure is weird. This is not the typical Tucker thing. And again, he looks a little spaced. And his hair was wet. That's not, you know, that's not Tucker, man. Something's going on. I don't know what it is, but this is not. And he just seemed a little off. Now, we all have our off days, don't we? I mean, that happens. I mean, except for you and Elaine and, well, you, Chris, and you all never have off days. But Sean and I often do. And uh, so, anyway, I'm now reading in Vibe, or Vice, uh, where he was... This week, he had emergency back surgery, and he had to do all kinds of heavy-duty medications, according to Vice, this week for that back surgery. And according to their reporting, he now has a completely different understanding of uh, the whole opioid crisis and all that, because they were using, according to this now, they were using fentanyl on him and Dilaudid. There's some serious stuff right here, right? right? And at one point, he had a button to, to dispense the Dilaudid. And um, I, I can relate. Last year, I had several issues that I had to be, you know, had to see the doctor for. And um, same thing. I had a surgery last year where at the end of the surgery, they were giving me painkillers because I was in a lot of abdominal pain, mm-hmm. right? Right. And uh, so, I, man, I, I completely understand. And I, you, you have got to, Nancy will tell you this. I have got to be like on my deathbed to take an aspirin or an inset, a painkiller of any kind. I just don't, I don't touch it. I don't get anywhere near it, man. Don't want to. So anything that's like a, you know, an opioid or something like that, I would have, don't get me anywhere near it, you know? I've got to be immobile and dying from pain before I'll touch any of that stuff. And Tylenol is about the strongest I ever want to go. And so he's like saying, man, I get it now. He's telling his staff, I get it. I understand. Right. Remember how Rush got addicted to him? Remember that? Yeah. And a lot of people would, or in the public eye, have back pain. They've had that problem. A lot of it starts with back pain. Yeah. Prince ended up killing him, didn't it? Back mm-hmm. pain. Right. And because uh, he had Petty. A, Was it Tom? Did that Tom have Petty, Tom Petty too? Right. Was having a lot of hip issues and was taking a lot of painkillers to help with it. And got him. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, uh, I don't. I don't know if Tucker's going to address this publicly. I, I hope he does. I mean, he's doing this thing on Fox Nation now, which I want to get a, a subscription to, where they're doing streaming now and and mm. doing more in depth studies. And m- maybe out of all this, he'll. Uh, I hope maybe do a show on that. Yeah. He well, says what was the I cause of his back injury? They didn't say. Yeah. They didn't say. What they said was it was emergency. Like, uh, okay, this wasn't expected. Right. And, but they didn't say what led to it, like he was moving boxes or, or playing. Fell down or something. Sp- or yeah. Whatever. They didn't say. They just said it was emergency back surgery. All of a sudden, got to go to the have emergency back surgery, and uh, and they put him on this stuff. He's he's not on it now. This was, at the hosp- this was his experience at the hospital, and he said, right. wow, I can see how that can happen. Got a totally different understanding now of the opioid crisis now that you've 
had a little encounter with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, probably yeah. thought it was just going to help him get through the night for election coverage and didn't realize how Maybe. powerful some of this stuff can be. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I don't I don't know if he was on it that night or if it was just a hospital thing. He was only on it at the hospital. But, I mean, he was off on Tuesday. It was right. weird how different his show and his appearance and his demeanor was on Tuesday. So that might have been just pain from, you know, sometimes we just, we're off because we're hurting, man. Mm-hmm. I've sat in this chair many times, barely able to move, and you just carry on, you know. Yeah. You got to do it. So anyway, uh, best to him, but that, that that opioid stuff, man, it's bad news, bad juju. Yeah. So there's a reason why there's so many lawsuits being tossed around over all of that. Well, yeah, yeah. and and aren't the makers of fentanyl and the others? They're like paying out billions and billions of dollars right Highly now. addictive. Yeah. Big, t- big time. All right, so uh, Warren Rima coming up next, and we'll take your calls, 210-599-5555. All the top stories of the day, we'll ring them out for you. Coming up.